Hello and welcome to this week's This Club is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. Shortly we'll be bringing you reaction to FC United's final league match of the season for the men's team as the Reds took on Gainsborough Trinity on Saturday. But before that it's to the women's team and on Thursday evening FC United travelled to Ellesmere Port to take on Tranmere Rovers, with James Morverhill's side just needing a point to seal both promotion and the league title. To hear now how FC got on in this crucial match, let's hand over to Ben at the Vauxhall Sports Club. And good evening everyone and welcome to Women's Team Live. And you join us here at Vauxhall Motors FC as uh, FC United are taking on Tranmere Rovers this evening in a really big game for FC United. We are underway here as Chelsea Flanagan is going through again. On goal, plays it out to Libby Dixon. Dixon's going to line up a shot here and Libby Dixon scores into the top corner. FC United starting brightly here, three minutes on the clock, and FC United open the scoring here. A fantastic effort from Libby Dixon into the top corner, and uh, well, that's a good start to the game. And uh, cleared again by Tranmere Rovers, forcing Marsh to play the ball back to Ainsworth, who's well out of a goal, and this is going to be a mistake here, and it's an open net, and Tranmere Rovers, a mistake at the back, pounced upon by Tranmere Rovers' number 11, and uh, with 26 minutes on the clock, it's an equaliser for the home side. And it's going to be a free kick. Good position this for FC. It's uh, on the D, the right-hand side of the D. Perfect for Kirsty Chambers, this. We've had uh, just over three minutes played of this second half. Dixon and Chambers over this. It's Dixon who takes it. Dixon, what a goal from Libby Dixon. Oh, my goodness. An absolute wonder strike from Libby Dixon. I hope someone filmed that. That was sensational. The goalkeeper with no chance, straight into the top corner. We're into added time now in this game. In it comes. There's Marsh, saved by the goalkeeper. Who's following up? It's Smith, Smith's there. It's bundled over the line and FC United make it 3-1. And with that goal, cements their league title and promotion. Marsh with a, a great header. Well saved by the goalkeeper. Tranmere Rovers struggling to clear their lines as a result of that save. And there was Smith, the substitute, to get the ball over the line. It's 3-1. And the league title has been sealed tonight at the Vauxhall Sports Club. Full time here at Ellesmere Port. And a big congratulations to FC United of Manchester's women's team, to James Mulverhill, all the players, the coaching staff, the low band of supporters who go home and away. FC United champions of the North West Women's League. And next up for FC will be Fleetwood Town on Sunday, where that trophy will be lifted in the main stadium. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Women's Team Live. And you join us here on a Sunday afternoon for the final league game of the season. We're here at Broadhurst Park, the home of FC United of Manchester, and now the home of the champions. And joining me here is the, it's the champion of all statisticians, it's Mr Stato Paul. Hello Paul, how are you? Good afternoon, what a nice introduction. <laughs> uh, so we are uh, live on FC Radio on a Sunday afternoon. Brilliant night on, on Thursday. I say it was a brilliant night. It was a good night on the pitch. It was actually very, very cold. And um, when the sun went in, it, it really dropped and I misjudged the temperatures. But we didn't misjudge FC United. A 3-1 win against Tranmere Rovers and, uh, and the league title sealed. Yeah, I think it's marvellous that they managed to wrap it up with a game to go. They've only lost one game all season in the league, which was at Salford City, of course, in a game that could have been won. Uh, so they've proven themselves the best side by far. And we've still got one game to play and uh, I'm sure they'll go out and want to win this one as well because winning is a good habit. Now we're taking on Fleetwood Town today and um, we were at the away game last Sunday. Another cold day. Yeah. I think it was spring, would you? But uh, that was a bit close. It was a nil-nil. The pressure was on, um, which does put into context how good Thursday night was because the pressure was on on Thursday as well. Uh, but Fleetwood Town dug in and actually probably could have won it a couple of occasions on yeah last I think I think the pitch and the conditions had a bit to do with it um, and the, as you say I, the women were a little bit anxious maybe on the day um, it's going to be interesting to see how we perform today 
obviously we were at Gainsbury yesterday and we watched the team that was already in the playoffs and didn't seem very interested. Now, hopefully, the women will come out today and, and make a statement in terms of we've won the title, but we want to show why we are champions rather than just go through the motions. They have, of course, got a final to play yet in the season for another trophy, but I would have thought that they'd want to come out and, and, and show how good they are this afternoon at Abroaders Park, and it's nice that we've got the trophy here and the fans will see it presented. That's the clearance that O'Gara is going to intercept and halfway, and it's with Flanagan again. And it's played Libby Dixon in. Dixon's onside and scores. Well, the ball downfield. It was a good ball that bisected the Fleetwood centre-backs. Libby Dixon got inside into the box. The keeper came out, but Libby Dixon got there first and scored. So, with six minutes on the clock, FC go 1-0 up. And now Olivia Smith has got a chance on halfway. Finds Flanagan. Flanagan plays the first-time ball down the line. Back to Smith. Smith's looking for Libby Dixon in the box. And Dixon scores again. Well, it was a good ball into the box. It was just onto the six-yard line, and Dixon was quicker than the defender and the keeper and fires it into the far corner. So uh, ten minutes gone, and Dixon has scored twice, and FC are 2-0 up. Support here from Flanagan. Flanagan over on the right-hand side. Flanagan on a left boot. Is that ball going to break here for Bertrissel? Bertrissel is going to get to this ball. Goalkeeper's out. Bertrissel rounds the goalkeeper. And with two defenders in the way, went for the only gap she could. But unfortunately, it hit the post. Good effort there by Bertrissel. Here's Kelly now. Kelly, good bit of skill. But uh, Kelly headed into trouble straight to Slater. And that's going to be a goal back there. And uh, Kelly didn't know what to do with that ball. She was heading backwards and then got caught out. And uh, Fleetwood, just on 28 minutes played, have got a goal back. Chambers with this free kick. Goes for goal, but uh, drops. Last minute is spilled. And there is Marsh following up on the rebound. A corner ball to FC United. Kirsty Chambers to take it from the left-hand side. Chambers now plays it in, drills it in there. There's Flanagan. Flanagan, good bit of trickery. Goes for goal on the volley. Superb stuff from Chelsea Flanagan. And that is 4-1, 50 minutes played here at Broadhurst Park. FC attacking the SMRE in the second half. In it comes towards the back post area. There's Flanagan, hits the bar. Good header there from Flanagan, but uh, the woodwork comes to the rescue of the visitors. Chambers, Chambers checks his side. Marsh carried on a run. Chambers got the ball back. Flanagan, Reeves. Oh, Reeves, nice flick there to find Marsh. Marsh crosses this ball in. There's Battle. The ball's going to break here to Hayes. Saved. Here's Chambers. And that is 5-1. 72 minutes played. And they were, they were queuing up there, Paul, for that goal. And Chambers eventually put the ball in the net. 5-1. Well, I think Kirsty was getting a bit worried that she wasn't going to score. But uh, she's back on the goal standard again. In close range. Full time here at Broadhurst Park. And FC United have concluded their league season with a 5-1 victory over Fleetwood Town this afternoon here at Broadhurst Park. Two early goals from Libby Dixon. Saw the scoreline 2-0 in the opening 10 minutes of this match. However, Sophie Slater got a goal back for Fleetwood Town just before the half-hour mark. So at half-time it was 2-1, but in the second half, FC United just came out very relaxed and scored two quick goals. One from Emily Marsh, another from Chelsea Flanagan, and then Kirsty Chambers rounded off the league season with a goal on 72 minutes. 5-1 the score, Paul. The league champions going up with a victory. Yeah, they played like champions this afternoon. They played like a side that was confident, had the silverware in the bag, and had to motivate themselves to win this game, but did it in style. And 5-1 um, is no fluke. Against the side who caused them problems last week, but were brushed aside pretty much this afternoon. Just a reminder, last week, nil-nil the score between these two teams at Fleetwood Town's training ground. I mean, Fleetwood Town, they've got some good players, Paul. I, I mean, we, we could say Holly Hunter, uh, Carl Michael, Cardwell Wilsden, uh, Eve Brown, Sophie Slater. Yeah. Good players, but FC United are just... They're, they, they literally are now, Paul, a level above. I think what summed up the strength of FC was the fact they made five changes at half-time. And it was, it was almost seamless. 
that they scored two quick goals with five changes and that shows the strength they've got in depth. Other teams cannot make five changes like that and go on and win a game like we did. The champagne is at the ready here at Broaders Park for the women's team. Relegated last season but bouncing straight back in a big way. Kirsty Chambers picks up the trophy now, heading over to her teammates. And a big congratulations to everyone associated with the women's team, with FC United more generally. Winners of the league and getting promoted, Paul. Yes, they, they thoroughly deserve the promotion this season and the title. They've shown how strong they are. They've beaten all the other sides from memory, I think. Only Cheadle, I think, were the stumbling blocks all season. They've scored more goals than anyone else. The goal difference is frightening. The number of wins. They've really dominated this division, as, as we hoped they would, having gone down last season. And they bounced back at the first attempt. And the thing about it was, as well, is that I went back to the, the season before COVID where Stockport County just pipped us. And that was a titanic tussle between ourselves and Stockport that season. And... Um, this year, for long periods of time, it's it's not been a foregone conclusion, this promotion, because Salford have pushed FC all the way, um, Cheadle have, Curzon have. It's only been finalised in this past week or so that this could happen today. Yeah, we've got to give credit to some of the other sides. The likes of Curzon, um, Salford, they've given us a run for the money. Um, but we've outlasted them. Um, the key result, I suppose, really, was the Salford win here, which really gave us the breathing space that we craved. Um, and that was such a big game as well, because there was a lot riding on it. There was a big crowd here. Um, you know, there was plenty of media attention on it as well. Both both clubs' media teams were here as well. Um, it had a big spotlight on it, and FC United just performed that afternoon against Salford. We're going to be joined now uh, by James Mulverhill, James, you didn't have to come up so quick. You can enjoy yourself. But thank you so much for, for joining us. And uh, Well, James, big congratulations, mate. How does that feel? Mate, it's class still. I wanted to come up here as well and watch them. Like, they deserve it. We're all celebrating there. We're going up. Love that. Absolutely love it. Brilliant. Um, we were just saying then that this wasn't a foregone conclusion, this. No. Cheadle, Curzon, Salford pushed us all the way. Yeah. But... Your side's been really consistent in this second half of the season. I think we've had the, the best depth. We've been the most consistent the whole year. Um, and we've pulled through in those key games. I say the home game 4-2 Salford, the Curzon away game 1-0, and the two games against Chiro. They, they failed to beat us. And listen, they're the games that won us the league, and, and it's been spot on from every single player this year. Look at it today. We've got Ash Hayes in that first half. Abby Carrington second half. She's a subkeeper now, eh? yeah. <laughs> Absolutely spot. I was like, I'm here, come on, flying off the line, looking like Manuel Neuer. Do you want to get in this picture, James? You no, listen, no, it's fine. Listen, I've, I've, I've had a bunch of pictures, and this is for the girls, this. This is for the fans, this is for the girls. I, I've obviously played played my part this year, and this is for everyone else. This, like, I'm, I'm happy watching this. So it's, it's nice to have a little bit of a bird's eye view looking down. <laughs> Um, and look at all these fans enjoying it. It's, it's mint. It's class. Parents and families and kids and children. Everyone getting involved. And it's spot on. Like it's a, it's a brilliant thing to see. And it's it's nothing less than what the girls deserve this year. They've grafted absolutely brilliant for all of them there today. We're going up to the, the National League Division One North uh, next season. Um, I'm just looking at the list of teams that we could be taking on next year. Newcastle, our old friends Leeds, Charlie, yeah. Stockport County. Yeah. Um, There's Middlesbrough in there now. Hull. Yeah. There's some, there's York. some big, you see a big sides. It's a good away trip there to York. I like York. I'm, I'm excited to come to some of these. It's, it's the, we've shown so much growth in the last year, and, and for all these girls to stick at it and stick by, and stick by the vision and the plan that we put in place, and it, it was tough last year. Like you're picking up a bunch of players that are, are, are demoralised, and some of them have never been in that position before, and to come back to the position they're now in. Uh, and to see them all celebrating like this is class. It's absolutely class, and I love to see it. And, and just going back to this time last year, that interview we did uh, in Liverpool, we've, we've been relegated. You could see it coming, it yeah. was going to happen. Um, how much effort's gone into that pre-season, you know, rebuilding things? Mm -hmm. You know, because there's some players, you are very much part of that squad last year, who were still here. Everyone's picked themselves up yeah. and are put in a performance yeah. like we, this season. We, we've said it there, we've said this year is a big thing, it's squad not team, squad not team, and I say it like, I must say that, that that phrase kind of 20 times a week, like because it is. There's girls here today that have missed out on, on the squad. Um, 
and it's one of them you missed out on the playing squad but you're still part of the squad like we still had people like Kerry Ogden today we've got Corey Mava coming back from from injury they warmed up with us today and it shows just that just they're not even in the match day squad but they're warming up with the girls and they're being part of it and that's exactly what it's about like last year we were having games where we had we had 13 people not 12 people turned up fit and other people just weren't interested so for us to get people galvanized behind the vision of what we're trying to create um, I'm really proud of what, what we've been able to achieve and we wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for all the support that we've had at the club and the support from the backroom staff has been amazing. Now, it's not done yet. We've got one more game left, yeah. uh, the Argyle Plate. Mm -hmm. It's a competition we've never won before, um, mm -hmm. but right. it could be, all being well, the last time we feature in it. So it'd be nice to sign off, wouldn't yeah. it, with, with that trophy if we can? <laughs> 100%. If we, for, for me personally, if I, I'm obviously ambitious. If, if I can get a double in the first season uh, managing, that's a brilliant achievement. Like. We, we've all dug in and we've all bought into the dream of, of what we've just achieved and it's not done yet we want to we want to win the plate we want to get the, the two trophies and I think we've got the the team to do it like we, we've picked up a bunch of players like like I say Libby Dixon today she's unplayable like she's been been my player of the season just because in big moments she's pulled through with the goods and even in games where you don't even think she's played well she's popped up with an hat-trick so Super proud of everyone, super proud of the girls today and, and it's a great achievement for the club to win this title. Absolutely, we're, we're going to catch up in the coming weeks and talk mm -hmm. about your plans for next season and, and you know that, that side of things, where, where we go from here. But um, yeah, James. Uh, I'm going to get down there and yeah. have a few pictures and a few sets. Have, have a drink, but cheers mate. boys, I appreciate your, your help this year. No thank worries you. at all. Uh, big thank you to James Mulvihill there. Paul? Well, I was very privileged to be on James's interview for the job. And he struck me as the right man. As soon as you, you heard his vision and his enthusiasm. Well, you're like Vince McMahon, aren't you? You're pulling the strings in the background here. What's this? So, <laughs> so at that moment, I, I, I thought to myself, we're in good hands here for this season. We've got the right man in place for the job. As long as he's allowed to do his job, he'll succeed. And his recruitment, yeah. his, his judgment on players has been spot on. And I think his training methods have, have been shown to be sound. He, he's developed a style of play for the players he's got. He has high standards. He's complained when they've been winning a game at half-time and said this is not enough. And he's got more out of them. And he's, as, like he said, he's very ambitious. He doesn't want us to have a season again at the, at the next level like we did last season. He wants us to be competitive. And that's, that's the next trick, isn't it? Competing next season. Yeah. I mean, last year, it didn't work at all. We were unprepared. <laughs> we were unprepared for it. As a result, though, Paul, we only just got relegated. So you'd think if we went up a lot more prepared this time round, fingers yeah. crossed with a development squad in the background bolstering things, that we could do better. We, had, we had no pre-season. The squad was unbalanced. And when he took over towards the end of the season, the, the die was already cast, really. And to save us from relegation was virtually impossible. But he gave it his best shot. And that was an indication... Close. Of, that was an indication of what he could do with a full season and, to, and this season he's shown it absolutely uh, just a reminder we will be back uh, for uh, the Argyle Plate final in a couple of weeks time from Ellesmere Port at Vauxhall Motors FC taking on Darwin um, Paul who's your player of the match for this game before we uh... Chelsea Flanagan would you like to suggest anyone any other contenders no I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the other thing I, I'm, I, like I said I will have a proper in-depth chat an interview which we'll do with this club is Michael yeah. special uh, for the women's team uh, but the midfield trio uh, obviously there's, there's, there's Reeves and Ogden who can come in as well but you've got Reeves and Ogden there you've also got the likes of Bertrissel, O'Gara and Flanagan that midfield five right interchangeable if they can keep them together for next season yeah if there's an, any injury a capable yeah. player coming in that's a very good midfield that yeah it's something that you can build a team around and the other thing as well is we, we've had some players join us some old favorites abby carrington we've seen today shauna jean jess battle it'll be good when they get a pre-season at fc united this year and i think we should also give credit to sophie donald and chloe ainsworth who between them this season have proved to be a formidable barrier at the back and the defense more generally i mean yeah. you know patient and marsh have been ever yeah. present haven't they really uh, but we are going to be joined by Chris Chambers. 11 trophies. I think it's 11. We can ask her. She, she's got the medals. She's got the medals, hasn't she? How many medals have so you got? So this is the 11th. Kirsty, thank you so much. We're joined now by... You have to apologise. <laughs> joined now by FC United captain Kirsty Chambers. Now, Kirsty, we've got 
a statistician here who's been following the women's team now for over 10 years. Uh, he's got his own personal researcher now as well. We believe that's 11 trophies now in 11 seasons. Is that now, right? Is that right? I mean, your guess is probably better than mine. We thought you might have been counting your medals at some point. (laughs) No, I mean, whenever I get them, I tend to give them away to all the kids. So um, I've not, I mean, I've got a stash of them at home, but I mean, if it's 11 in 11, I'll take that. Well, congratulations on that front. Um, What does this season mean? Because, you know, this has been an epic campaign, you know, pushed all the way by the likes of Salford, Curzon, Cheadle but we've done it yeah I mean fair play to the teams that we've been up against this season I mean they've, they've given us they've given us some tough games obviously Salford away and then Curzon away was a tough game Cheadle it's always a tough game so it's not it's not as if we've had it easy this season I think the work rate from the girls and the t- determination passion motivation is obviously just what, what's got us over the line and the background work that goes on with James and I think now we've got a style of play which I didn't think we had last year and uh, what does this mean because this is a league that we obviously got promoted out of pre-Covid but but now we've won the thing properly. I, th- I think it's nice to win it properly, and that was that was always the aim. Um, obviously, during COVID, it was kind of our points per game, and we didn't we didn't exactly do it ourselves. So now, especially first time asking after relegation last year, and we've done it, and couldn't be any prouder than the team. Obviously, there was the, the important game against Curzon, the the double header against Cheadle, but the Salford City game. It was built up, built up, and built up, and then you pop up with a hat trick to knock Salford City out of it. I mean, what what was that game like? Oh, it was that's that's probably by far the best the best game of the season for me personally and the team. I think because there was a lot of pressure on us going into that game, even though we obviously had games in hand over Salford. Um, the the pressure going into that game, we felt it. We knew that if we won that game, we was pretty confident that we was going to go all the way. Um, and James said to me the night before that game, "This is your game." So I just thought, obviously, I do tend to perform better under pressure but no way did I think I'd get a hat trick but what a game to do it yeah couldn't, couldn't be more pleased yeah it was, it was a great game that wasn't it and uh, obviously this is part one of a potential league and plate double What's your preparation going to be like now heading into this next fortnight ahead of that game with Darwin? Uh, well, I think I think we're going to give the team a week off. I think we need it. Um, well, <laughs> the old ones like me anyway. Well, but we'll be thankful of that break, that week's break. Um, I don't know if you can tell towards the end, my legs are actually gone. Um, but yeah, I think the team deserve a good break, and then obviously we we want to come away with that play as well. And again, going into preparation for pre-season winning the double, it's it's ending the season on a high. It's interesting what you talked about there because um, one thing that we've been discussing this year is winger or fullback for you Kirsty because obviously you know in that Salford City game you played winger and it was like this is Kirsty Chambers there but here we go over hat trick but for a lot of the time you have been playing fullback and been doing a good job so you come to terms with that fact yet because um, James is a big fan of making wingers into fullbacks I and all mean, kinds of when, stuff when James first put that across to me I wasn't too keen because obviously you know me I like scoring goals I like getting forward I like assisting but I mean in fairness to James he was like you will get more assists you will get more goals from left back because you're going to be able to drive forward more and he was right and uh, <laughs> I hate to say it but he was he was right and I, I don't mind it again we've got that many that many plays in the squad that all deserve time and minutes on the pitch it's just again it's just managing it well and he's, he's done that perfect this season James and just looking way into the future and next season, obviously we've been at that level before. Um, preparation wasn't the best going into last season and uh, injuries and, and all kinds of stuff. I think we're in a better place this time round. What's your expectations for what's possible? Oh, a few months before the season actually yeah, starts. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Obviously, we'll, the girls will team will have a, have a little bit of a break, but then we will regroup and, and get ready and push hard in pre-season, be ready for that be ready for that league. I think now we know what to expect from that league. We're, we're more than ready, like I say, this season. We've established a style of playing now. Obviously, changing the team a lot week in, week out due to injuries. Obviously, we had the manager issues um, and a fair play to James. He's come in, he had a style of play he wanted to implement and we've done it and we've, we're ready to go, I think. Good stuff. Well, Kirsty. Big congratulations on a brilliant season. Um, there's still one game left, and uh, think, fingers crossed uh, for that game against Darwin in a couple of weeks. Uh, but a big congratulations again on another sterling season for yourself, and uh, we'll catch up again very soon. Thanks very much. Thanks to all the fans for the constant support as well. No problem at all. Thank you. Chris Thank Chambers you. there. SC United captain joining us here on Women's Team Live. And, uh, well, well I, think, I think that's it, Paul. Yeah, that's it for uh, the league campaign. Yes, for both sides for both sides we will be back in a couple of weeks time uh, for that uh, Argyle Plate final at uh, Ellesmere Port at Vauxhall Motors you can join us from 11.45 I think the kickoff is 12 but uh, check the uh, website uh, before setting off to the match uh, but it is taking place at Vauxhall Motors 
uh, on Sunday the 7th. So get yourself down there for that one. A big thank you uh, to uh, everyone who's joined us uh, for this league season. Big congratulations uh, to everyone associated with the women's team on a fine league campaign. Big thank you to Stato Paul for Cheers. joining us here for these Broadhurst Park commentaries this season. And uh, we're going to go now. You'll be hearing from us again very soon. You take care. Bye-bye. Ben and Paul there from Sunday afternoon. And a big congratulations to the women's team from everyone here at This Club Is My Club. To the men's team now and to FC United's final league game of the season. In the lead-up to Saturday's match at Gainsborough Trinity, details for this season's Phoenix Trophy final were revealed. And FC United will firstly be taking part in the semi-finals in Milan on Wednesday the 7th of June at the Arena Civica, whilst both the bronze final as well as the Phoenix final itself will be taking place on Thursday the 8th of June at the historic San Siro Stadium. But before that exciting trip to Europe in June, it was to Lincolnshire on Saturday for United as FC travelled to Gainsborough Trinity. And for all the build-up now, let's hand over to FC Live shortly before kick-off. Welcome everyone to the North Home. Uh, Neil Reynolds, FC United manager, joins us now. Before we get to the football, big news this week. The Phoenix Trophy final days have been announced and my, my goodness, the organisers have pulled a rabbit out of the hat there, haven't they? Small competition, waste of time being in a competition. Yeah, all that. San Siro. Uh, let's see you know, what people think of it now. And listen, the last four that are going to go out to Milan are going to be strong teams. And all of a sudden, the incentive is to, to go and play in the San Siro. So you're not telling me that the other teams are going to strengthen or you know, get in players that we, that we don't know. What we're going to do is, is go with the lads that have done well this season. It's really hard as a manager then now because usually I'd be making phone calls tomorrow, I'd be bringing people in, you'd be releasing people, but obviously where the Phoenix final is now, we can't do that. I think it's only fair to the current squad that we go out there as an 18. The lads that we sign will come in uh, in July for pre-season and if we're still in the Phoenix tournament next season, it'll be their time. But last season we made a little bit of a mistake of trying to incorporate certain people and it didn't work. So the lads who have been here all season are going to get the opportunity to go to Milan and I think that's good and and um, so just to confirm as well you're still going to be picking up your phone tomorrow but it'll just be about players joining us at, at the end of the Phoenix Trophy rather than immediately that, that kind of thing yeah so there's been a lot of planning really meticulous planning from you know Brian's been on the phone to me five six times a day so we know where we've got to strengthen we know we've got to improve uh, we, we're going to hopefully do that we're still waiting for you know the club to uh, finalise uh, the budget and hopefully you know we, we, we get it early uh, this time because it is hard when you know we've got to make sacrifices when we get into August and we've already tried to do deals and you know but hopefully you know there's people working hard behind the scenes but there will be exits you know after Milan there will be exits and you know again if we win today you know we might be three points short and you know you can say about the Clara Clara but I think that you know we want to go one better but you know until we kind of improve what we are out, out paying uh, there's no miraculous, you know, no miracle that we are where we are last season, we are where we are this season. And that's, you know, I'll defend the management team and the players. But unfortunately, when teams come strong in February and need that check, but we, we haven't been able to, to do that. And that, that's fine. That's fine because the club's security, financial security is the most important thing. But hopefully, you know, with things that's been going on behind the scenes all year, there might be a little bit more to, to entice the players to, to get us into them playoffs next season. But before all of that, Gainsborough today... Um... They've pretty much nailed fourth. I can't see how they're going to get caught. Um, and uh, for ourselves, we've got a chance to get into eighth. I think we can outdo last year's points tally yeah. and goals scored today. So enjoy ourselves, I think. Is... Yeah. I mean, they've, they've surprised me, if I'm being honest. You know, they're playing a really strong side. Donaldson, I thought they might have rested. 38 is going to play today. But they're going for it, which is great. We're going to go for it. But I'm, I'm going with a side. I'm, I'm rewarding. You know, how you train is how you play. And I thought Thursday night... In particular, there was a couple of standout performances in, in training in Keegan Hartley, in Sandro Di Costa. Throwing them both will start today, you know, and why not? You know, and there was a couple of underpar performances that I found myself on the bench today. And I said that to the lads, I said, this isn't a one game for me. This is a, a makeup maybe of, of what you can offer game in, game out. And if we want to be where we want to be next season, then we can't accept mediocre training sessions. We can't accept mediocre performances. So, you know, with that said, I am going to disappoint the listeners now. Uh, why are you playing? I'm playing, yeah, yeah, I'm playing. Yeah, I am playing. I'm going to disappoint the listeners and say that it's Dan Lavercombe's last league performance for FC United tonight. Oh, no. Yeah, Dan's going back to Torquay. Uh, 
Mum's been on her own for the last couple of years and, and he's a family man, he's Dan, and, and he's given everything to FC United and it's been a really tough, tough, tough decision. It's not his last performance, his last performance will be in the San Siro, uh, but it's his last league game, we've met him captain today. Big, 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 big shoes to fill. Uh, but it's part parcel of football but like I just said in front of the dressing room you know he's been a magnificent servant and there's a reason why that his performances and, and, and his uh, availability and his and his record appearances of 101, 102 now stand because he's such a fantastic person and goalkeeper so we wish him all the best and we'll hopefully sign out on a win today so in front of Dam, we'll go Ethan Vaughan at right back Guy Hall at left back who's been our surprise package of the season for me I think he's been excellent as Guy uh, Doddy and Curtis Jones at centre-half. In front of that, Potsy comes back in with Donahue, who's past fit. Uh, and then, then we're going to front four of whichever way you want to put it, Keen Baru, Keegan Hartley, Sandro De Costa and, and Max Kane. And you'll see that they'll all rotate round. Uh, the four that, that finished away at Morpeth that were really strong. I think Sandro's been excellent in training. He, he deserves his start today. You know, and we just, we're just encouraging him to go and do his stuff. And, you know, he's one for the future, Sandro, but you can see today whether or not he's going to be ready for the level or not. But he's he's got a great attitude and he deserves his start. And then we look at, you know, we look at the bench and you've got the likes of uh, Gabidon, Van Wyk, Feizu Sange, Jan Palinkas, uh, DJ, uh, who who have, have done okay, you know, have done well. Uh, but today we're just going with, with something different. We want to come here and win. You know, it's a long time if you don't win the start of the season. When you don't win the first game of the season, Ben, you can always put it out on the Tuesday or the Saturday, but when you lose the last game, it's a long, long, long way and uh, quite a lonely way. I'm still miffed off from training on Thursday night that we had little five-a-side teams and I was one manager, Brian was one manager, Tom Conroy was and Mike Faulkner was and Mike Faulkner won it, you know, so and Tom Conroy come bottom, yeah, so, but I, I came second, but I haven't forgiven Mike for scoring two in the last 30 seconds, so here's what it is, you know, that still hurts me, but that's the type of person I am. So hopefully uh, Ben will be a good day today uh, and just want to say thank you to you uh, and the team for everything you've done, the interviews, etc., and the support you've given over the season and, you know, big thanks to the fans, etc., everyone listening back at home. But hopefully we can put a smile on people's faces and, and put a real performance on today. No, thank you. Every, every, I should say to the listener, week in, week out, Neil, uh, most of the time, comes and finds me. Mm. So <laughs> thank you for that, Neil. And uh, all the best this afternoon and catch up at full time. Brilliant. Thanks, Ben. Neil Reynolds there speaking uh, about half an hour ago before this match here between Gainsborough Trinity and FC United of Manchester. Stato Paul returns to the broadcast booth. Good afternoon. How are you, Paul? OK. Uh, so what can you tell us about this afternoon's match, this well, crucial match? I'm, I'm a bit surprised that Gainsborough have gone for a strong it's selection. Just to let the listener know why, Tuesday is playoff semi-final day. Gainsborough will be away from home. I mean, they're taking a risk because if somebody gets an injury today, that, that really damages their playoff chances. And, and in our shoes, I think we would have yeah. maybe put one or two in cotton wool. But good luck to them on that one. Um, I mean, to be fair, Neil Bishop is a you know very experienced former league footballer. Oh, yeah. He knows yeah. what he's doing. So maybe it's just about keeping the momentum going. That's maybe what you'd be yeah. thinking. I'd imagine. But I, I'm, I'm also surprised at. Um, the return of Donahue and Potts when I think most of us thought we may not be seeing them again in league league action. Well, we knew Potts was coming back today. Donahue is a surprise, but Donahue, it's just last week he played against Ashley United, put in a remarkable performance, but clearly ran himself into the ground <laughs> and yeah. couldn't do the full 90 last week in the match against Stafford Rangers. I mean, just to go back to that match against Stafford Rangers... Even if we won, because Hyde won so big, it would have been a tall ass today. Yeah, it yeah. really would have. I'm, I'm not. I think you know that that game has gone. But looking at today, um, two things come to mind. One is Gainsborough leading scorers in the division. They've got the leading goal scorer in Clayton Donaldson, one ahead of Regan Lenny. And the other thing that comes to mind is that they were, to me, possibly the best side to come to Broadhurst during Count, the season counter-attacking certainly yeah. I mean they, they they spring out don't they all three goals they scored they, they against taught us, us at Broadhurst yeah. that afternoon and that sticks in the mind that they toyed with us at 2-1 and then picked us off for a third and you know they were streets ahead of us on the day tactically know-how everything and admittedly we had a, a bit of a transition side at the time to be fair but even so Gainsborough marked themselves down. They went top that day by beating us. They yeah. didn't stay top, and they're now cemented in fourth, no matter what happens today. 
but definitely one of the sides to avoid in the playoffs, I would say. Yes, and uh, today there's uh, still plenty of stuff going on. Um, obviously not involving FC United too much, but just to make you aware of what's going on, Warrington and Bamba Bridge still vying for the, the a top two finish, um, to finish behind South Shields, who obviously won the league ages ago now. The final playoff spot is between Hyde, Radcliffe and Matlock, separated by just one point, those three teams. Uh, currently Hyde are in that final fifth spot. And down the bottom, Nantwich, with a draw midweek against Mask, have got themselves into a position where if they win today and Atherton Coles get beat, Atherton Coles get relegated. The pivotal game is Nantwich. Radcliffe have to win to have any chance of getting in the playoffs and hope that Hyde drop points. And Nantwich have to win to save their skins and hope that Atherton Coles don't win. So one Affer- game... And Atherton Coles play Staley Bridge, who have now, re- now been relegated officially. So one game affects top and bottom there, very fascinating. And I'm sure you'll be keeping the, your, your eyes on, on oh, other definitely. games. And just to say as well, FC United, obviously there's not much riding on this game per se. We could pick Marine, if Marine come unstuck uh, against Matlock. Yeah, they're one point ahead of us. There is a points tally from last season and a goal scoring tally which yeah. is in within reach. Possibly, yeah. We're, we're, we're two points behind last season's tally so we need to win. We're one goal behind last season so you know, it's like... A 2-0 win would do it. Yeah, is what very I'm saying. neatly. That's yes. the target today. We have won here before. It's two wins and two defeats, so it's not impossible for us to win today. And the clip we played uh, in the build-up to this uh, broadcast today was uh, from the 2016-17, it was, when Harry Winter scored right at the death to uh, take the win. And 16-17, and um, we played Gainsborough in the last game of the season. We beat them 5-1, and Gainsborough stayed up because of other results. But that was in National League North, that wasn't in the Premier League. But yeah, and our record uh, in the last games of the season is not that great. Yeah, it looks like the teams will be joining us shortly. What are you hoping for today, Paul, really? I uh, think we want to see an entertaining game. Last week was a big disappointment as a game, not just the result. It was a poor game. There was not much entertainment value for the fans. I'm hoping that the FC fans that have travelled a good distance today will at least be entertained. And let's see if Dan Labicum can go on a high. Well... Teams are now coming out onto the pitch here in Lincolnshire. So let me hand you over to our expert commentary team. This is FC Live, brought to you by ConstructiveCody.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army. And it's now time to welcome to their commentary position, Stato Paul, and a big welcome back to James Quinn. Hands long ball forward, taken nicely by Donaldson under pressure from Adam Dodd. And uh, good pressure, which leaves him to lose the ball. And now Potts and... Uh, Da Costa was just on, so time had a chance for Da Costa in a race for this ball, and it's a chance for goal machine Max Kane. It's a misjudgment there by Matt Yates, and great work from Da Costa to pressurise him. And then it was, uh, well, Max Kane, who's uh, filling the shoes of uh, Regan Linney, very effective. That's his ninth goal. I think it's nine in ten. I think the key to that goal was the through ball the ball sticks on this surface if you notice twice now when the ball sits the ground it dies the keeper thought he was going to roll on but it didn't and he was left in no man's land Curtis Jones Waldock Waldock into the area Waldock slipping and sliding and it's a penalty I think was it was it Donahue or was it Keegan Hartley just caught him there the leg was out yeah he jinked into the box into an awkward position and two defenders went towards him and obviously the referee thought that enough was made of it so Donaldson has a chance to increase his tally to 22 for the season I'm not too sure he was touched then I think there was very slight contact very slight but enough for the referee well Neil Reynolds remonstrating one of the assistants so Donaldson with a chance to level things up Lavacombe stands between him and 1-1 Donaldson yes so he sends Lavacombe the wrong way and another goal for Donaldson. And it's 1-1. Now FC good defending to do it at the other end. Dodd gets important fun in there. But that's uh, thread through. Guy Hall. Oh, that's a curve. chance for Clayton Donaldson. It's the bar, Clayton Donaldson. That's nodded down by Waldock. And Guy Hall to clear. FC making a meal of getting rid of that one and almost paying the price. But uh, now they're bringing it away. Lively contest now, 1-1. Baru with the corner from the left-hand side. 
That's a far post. Donahue in with the header. He scores. It's a lovely cross. And uh, that was skulls like from Donahue. Ghosting in. And unmarked from a, a Gainsborough defensive point of view. That will be disappointing. Defensively, though, that was disastrous. It was a short corner. Free man. Ball into the back post. Free man on the back post. Played in field and uh, some good interplay here. Fraser Preston. Cut on his left. I think it's about a shot. Shot coming in just wide. Some nice footwork from him there. And uh, the shot just going wide. And that's the final whistle. And FC United end the season with a win. And I think a deserved win. What comes to mind is the League of Gentlemen comment of there's nothing for you here. <laughs> and I think for Gainsborough there was nothing for them here today. They, a win was a win or a defeat makes absolutely no difference to them. And it's all about Tuesday night for them and the playoffs. And I think FC have capitalised on that. With a, a reasonable performance, I think FC had the first 20 minutes or so to themselves, could do what they wanted pretty much, got the goal. Then we had the penalty incident, which fired up the, the home side a bit. But as soon as Gainsborough took their two key men off early in the second half, I think the, the game was there for the winning, and FC stood up to it, and Donahue scored with a fine header. Uh, Donahue man of the match, do you think, as well? Yeah, um, I think Baru. Baru had a very good game. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, difficult to see beyond Donahue and his drive, and his winning goal. Donahue seemed to take the game by the scruff yeah. of the net in the second half. It was half. classic, wasn't it? Yeah. It was classic Donahue. Should say as well, FC United. But look at those fans over there, Paul. I mean, it's uh, they've travelled in numbers today. I think I think the FC fans have come to enjoy the last game, regardless of the result, and no doubt they will do afterwards as well. Just to confirm, um, we're getting some full times in now. Um, Warrington Town do finish second in the league table. They will get home advantage for the semi-final and if they get that far for the Bank Holiday Monday playoff final as well. Uh, Bamba Bridge, they finished third. They were beaten today by two goals to one against Ashton United. Warrington Town instantly beat Hyde United by three goals to one. That sees Hyde United drop out of the playoffs on the last Saturday of the season, finishing sixth. Um, Gage Patrinci started the day fourth, couldn't go any higher, couldn't go any lower. They finished fourth. Matlock Town, it looks like, will be in the playoffs. A remarkable feat, considering where they were uh, a month or so ago. Um, they will finish fifth. Um, it all depends on what happens between Nantwich and Radcliffe. That game's still going on. Nantwich are 2-1 up. A game Nantwich have to win to have any hope of survival. But at the minute, Atherton calls are doing just enough. It's free all at the minute in the dying embers of the game. Uh, between Staley Bridge and Atherton Coles but it's still going on so we'll wait and see uh, but for FC United um, they will finish 8th 63 points with 68 goals scored Paul um, so that's better than last year and the other thing is they've won 11 away games now that's the most away wins in the league since 2013-14 believe it or not even in the promotion season, the championship season, we didn't win as many aways. Just to confirm, it's finished free all between Staley Bridge and Afferton Coles. So with that result, Nantwich Town join Staley Bridge Celtic, Liversidge and Belper and we'll be playing step four football next season. So commiserations to those teams, uh, but uh, congratulations to Afferton Coles. They've managed to uh, survive today. A bit nervy though, in the end. And to answer the question... How many points will it take to survive this season? The answer was 47, which to me seems very high for survival. But uh, Dan Lavercombe signing off, Paul? Yeah, sad to lose him. He's been a very good keeper for us. He's saved us many, many a game. And um, quite rightfully, he got a good reception when he came off before the end. I think it's good that he's finished on a win. I'm sure the manager will be very pleased with this win this afternoon. It's finished the season on a good note before the Phoenix finale. Well, Neil, apart from anything else, was, there, was, there a, was that a game where we saw a bit of classic Donahue in the second <laughs> half where he took the game to the scruff of the neck and drove? I was a bit, uh, a bit critical of Potts and Donahue at half-time mm -hmm. because for the first 20 minutes of the first half, they were excellent. They were everywhere. Then they dropped deep, or back four dropped deep. We stopped getting onto the first and second balls. We said we needed to change them at half-time, get them higher up, and you've just seen a masterclass from Michael Donahue and Michael Potts and Curtis Jones in behind it. But 
yeah, it, it's brilliant, and I can pay, I can pay loads. But I'm not going to go off a tangent. Question is, did we see it? He's the best player in the league, and we, we've got to get the strength and conditioning coach over summer to do the work with him because we need a Michael Donahue fit. And when, when he's fit, you don't say one team does it. But when he's fit and you surround yourself with brilliance, i.e. Curtis Jones and Max Kane and Keane Baru, etc., etc., you've got a chance. Yeah. You've got a chance. Lovely passing early on and a good dominance. Um, and then um, the penalty. It was a very soft penalty. He's even said at half-time, I think I've got it wrong. You have. The 11 was laughing at you. The 4 was laughing at you. But it was, tensions are running high. I, didn't, I wasn't coming here to make up numbers today. I was coming here to win the game. And I, we, had a, we had an objective in that dressing room was to win today's game and finish higher than what we finished on our points total last year, which we've, which we've achieved. So it was a big game for us. Yeah, higher goals total as well excellent defence as well you must be so pleased the way Adam Dodd has uh, slotted in next to uh, Jones you know James I've just said in there I did a big thank you to my staff big thank you to the players but I just said that every player will have their own individual story from the end of June till the end of April we don't need to talk about Adam because we know exactly what story he's been on but that's testament to the guy from where he was to where he is you've got other lads in that squad who Keen Baru started as a you know, a first-year scholar at Stockport, wasn't sure his doors coming. He, he all of a sudden he's opened it up here. You know, front man, Faizu comes out of Wolves. Where are you going to next? You look at Guy Hall playing in the West Banks. So everyone's got their own story. They've all just put that together. And who would have thought in the last seven games of the season we were going to win six? That is some going, and that is that's the platform to build on. Are we there? Are we there as a squad? No, no, we're not. Do we need seven, eight reinforcements? Reinforcements? Yeah, we do. We need the squad of twenty. I'm going to keep appealing and banging the drum and pleading you know Jimmy Dedman was sat on the bench today when Van White pulled out but well, that's where we are at the minute you know we're just we're desperate now I'm not saying we're desperate just to promise you know silverware or promise promotion but what I will say to you is that on one of the lowest budgets we finished with 61 points last year on one of the lowest budgets we finished with 63 should have been 66 and we'll find ourselves what one two three points outside the playoffs whatever it will be Decisions that go against against Nan Twitch, the Sailor Regan, Linney, the ACL injury to Calgary, you name it all. You keep people fit, we have a bit of luck. We're as, we're as good as anything. We've beat all the top sides, you can see that. But we haven't had the consistent, we haven't had the squad depth, and, and that's the plea to the club, the fans, everybody to can we do a little bit more because it's very frustrating as a manager at times. Um, one of the interesting stats about this season, as we reflect, is that. You've won 11 away games, which is the most away games FC have won for 10 seasons. Mm. Um, so does that, how frustrating is that? When you, It's obviously a great statistic and uh, applauded, but does it say something that maybe the home form was, yeah, was what tell, got in the way? Tell the players to ignore the noise. Tell the players <laughs> to ignore the noise about the first game of the season. Tell them to ignore the noise about Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff. You can't control what you can't control. Fortunately, the players are young and they listen and then they freeze. Ignore the noise. I ignore mm. it. You know, sometimes I'll have a bite back on here, and rightly so, but my players need to ignore it because, trust me, they don't go out at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon not to mean not no, to win. They don't, they don't turn up first game of the season mean not to win, but the more hype behind around it, performance levels, whatever it may be, it gets the players. Now, we're football fans. Everyone wants to say and everyone wants to have a pop when things go wrong. You know, 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon hasn't been great. No, it hasn't at all in this season, but we've put together another, another fantastic side. Yeah. You know, and in my time, we've, we've continued to put together amazing sides and move players on. We're, just, we're building another fantastic side here and I've said it over and over again, James. You know, if, if someone else better out there to win the first game of the season or more Saturday games, then, you know, go and find them. But for me, that side is, is really, really talented and, and we've got to now build on that. Max K, 9 in 10, um, he, he, he's, he's got an eye for goal, hasn't he? Well, you, got, you build your team around Tunde, you build it around Regan, you now build it around Max, you centre forward to there, you go and find them, but that's my job to go and find them, and I think since my time here with Kurt, with Elliot, with Tunde, with Regan, now with Max, you've seen that we don't just guess at it on a Saturday afternoon, we do a lot of work behind the scenes with these players, and a lot of diligence goes into our recruitment, and we'll continue to do that, you know, we're working hard, and our promise so the fans this summer is that we're going to continue to work hard to rival Max Kane, to rival Feizu Sanger, to rival Dante Gabinon, to rival Curtis Jones. That's what we want. We're desperate for the fans at the end of the game. It was unbelievable. I said to them in the huddle, imagine we just got promoted. That place would have been full. They were an exceptional bunch of fans. But I want something for them because they are absolutely fantastic and they travel all over the country with us. And, you know, well, I'm hoping that they all come to the San Siro as well. Speaking of the San Siro, what's the uh, the sort of the schedule, the programme for the players 
in the run-up to June. Now you've got about six weeks or so more. It's, it's really hard, James, because most managers, you know, know the players. The work starts tomorrow. I've just promised that side in there. I said they had a challenge seven games ago to step up because I don't want to be bringing new lads in who get the kudos of, or, or, or kind of the celebration playing in the San Siro. That's that's their job, and they've they've answered the questions and they've won six out of seven. So it's only fair that that squad gets to go to the San Siro. So be no new signings. That is the lot that go. After we get back from then, yes, we may release two or three, four, but we'll be bringing in the new squad at the end of June. But then they've got an opportunity if we're going to Phoenix next year to, to compete. But I'm a fair person and they've responded to the challenge and that group in there, plus Alex Woolerton, uh, plus Luke Griffiths, uh, plus Callum Gribbin, deserve to go out to Milan. And credit to the Italian FA to get it at the San Siro. How have they done it? I've no idea, but... The more I say it to myself, the more I still can't believe it. And I say it to that group, you're going to play at the one of the most iconic stadiums in the world that, that some of the best footballers have never had the opportunity to play at. So we're going to go there. We know we've got to play uh, the semi-final where we play the semi-final. We've got you know good history there and we loved it when we went out there. But we're looking forward to you know just going. It's, it's just going to be incredible. In terms of the schedule, these boys are having, or the staff, everybody's having a good four weeks off now. I need it, they need it. And, uh, and you're confident the players will look after themselves? They and they're, they're a different beast these days. I said to Brian the other day, you haven't got... When people come back in for pre-season, when, when I was a player, five, six people being sick at the back of the park, you know, you don't get that anymore. These lads are the machines, you know. They're, they're, they're in the gym. I want them to look after themselves. I want them to have a couple of weeks out of the gym. I want them to do things that you haven't been able to do over the course of a season. But your opportunity is San Siro, and I don't think anybody's going to not look after themselves and want to mm. underperform on one of the best places, you know, in football. So we'll see, but that's no pressure from me. We'll put a schedule out probably a couple of weeks before we'll, we'll meet the squad. Uh, it will be Dan Lavercombe's last game. And, yeah. you know, that's why we took him off today for the standard and division. And final word about Dan Lavercombe, looking back on his time here. I, can't, I don't know. How many times have I said on the radio he's the best goalkeeper in this league or the one above? Uh, I still think he should be in the pro game. As a number one in this league, you only have to hear the fans. The minute they've got a song about you, you know, you're a fan's favourite, you're Donna Hughes, you're, you're Regan Lineage, you're Adam Dodge, you're Dan Lavercombe. You don't become a fan's favourite automatically. Yeah, people support the red shirt, but they know what Dan Lavercombe's done for this football club and, and he'll be sadly, sadly missed. But I honour, I respect the guy so much, you know, since his dad passed away, his mum's been on her own, you know, in Torquay and, and, he's, and he's done the thing that he thought was right, he's been up here with, with, with his girlfriend, his education and stuff, but then circumstances have changed and, and now he wants to be there for his mum and that's that's testament to him. Does he want to leave FC United? No, he doesn't. No. But he wants to be there for his mum and, you know, that's that's just the guy he is. He's, he's, he's such a beautiful guy inside and out. We'll miss him, you know, and, and we want to we want to send him off for, for, for him to turn around and go, you know, my time at FC United finished in AC Milan. FC United manager Neil Reynolds there. Well, that's nearly it for this week's show. I'll be back in a fortnight's time with a reaction to the Argyle Plate final for the women's team. But look out next week for our end of season review as Ben and the rest of the FC Live team bring you some highlights from this past season for the men's team. But that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.